Welcome to the Closed Table. I'm your host, Joseph Foley. We're going to go pop over to China for this episode, and we'll discuss a few fundamentals of the international market today. Today we have a longtime friend and former colleague, Michael Zhang. Thank you for joining us today, Michael. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Joseph. Uh, funny story, Michael and I met at NYU grinding out hours of calculus at the Bose Library. Uh, you know, one thing I learned about calculus was that Excel has become my best friend. Uh, with that said, uh, Michael, why don't you talk about Chinese real estate market and your firm Walnut, uh, you know, so you can better inform us of your role and what you're doing at Walnut. Great, thank you. Um, so, first of all, a uh, brief introduction about what Walnut is. It's a uh, international community uh, for startups and uh, individual creators, uh, such as freelancers, uh, designers alike. Uh, and we are here basically to build a platform, uh, utilizing the resources that we have in the local markets uh, to help uh, startups as well as individuals grow in what they want to accomplish. And uh, that's simply our goal. And uh, further to move forward to asking about the uh, Chinese real estate market conditions right now, you know, uh, it's almost like it reminds me of 2008 or post 2008. Um, where, but it's just very awkward where the bubble hasn't popped yet because it's been propped up by a ton of cheap capital. Uh, but you're already see, starting to see a lot of um, developers who really don't know what to do with their empty developments. And uh, but then you know these lands were taken down years ago and they haven't developed it. So there is an ongoing bubble. Uh, it's just getting bigger and bigger. So how does your firm compare to WeWork? Uh, so our firm, compared to WeWork, I guess uh, we play uh, a more of a local flavor in the sense that we incorporate the incubator model, uh, and that is partly because you know the government right now in China is promoting startups and entrepreneurship uh, like never before. Uh, they're throwing so much money at it and uh, hoping to see a ton of uh, market players uh, who are able to help them prop up this uh, idea as well as uh, support startups from a capital standpoint. So we've incorporated Incubator, but uh, but really by working with closely with a couple of public companies. So it's it's more of not just investing for the sake of financial return, but looking at the public market, uh, public company's strategy and seeing where they're going. So, uh, for example, if it's consumption or it's healthcare uh, or it's big data, and we'd love to incorporate that kind of um, unique startups into our space, into our incubator, uh, and then basically move them on into the public companies uh, when they do get big enough. So comparing that with WeWork, I mean, your, your global presence uh, with WeWork, how are their combative? Is there competition in that? Uh, do you see them coming into that sector? Or you know, how, are they, how are they going to get involved well, in China? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, we all know that uh, we were just got a fresh uh, juice of capital uh, from uh, led by Nanobo, I believe, uh, for their latest round, and uh, obviously that was for the expansion of the Asian market, in particular China. But uh, I, I can't say how they're going to be in the rest of the Asian market. Perhaps they'll do really well. But um, after speaking to a lot of local uh, players uh, in the Chinese market. Uh, we all feel like you know WeWork will be challenged just like Uber has been challenged by DD. Uh, when Uber came into China, they were confident that they were going to take the market, but then uh, DD kind of took its uh, own terms, supported by Alibaba and Tencent, and uh, you know now it's it's a very fair battle, and I believe that DD is winning in China. So WeWork will probably experience the same kind of shock 
uh, once they, they already landed in Shanghai. I'm sure they're going to do well. Uh, their brand is very sexy, uh, but how are they going to stand in terms of the Chinese market? That's a big question mark. But in terms of the global market, I mean, we're all seeing how fast, how, how quickly they're growing, and that's obviously a plus. Um, we're all waiting to see what, what, what they take on next. For example, they spin out WeLive, so that's already seeing an extension of the product line to try to cover more hours of a young person's life uh, rather than just focusing on work. So that's very interesting. I, I think uh, WeWork is definitely a beast of its own. So. I completely agree with you. It's uh, making leaps and bounds at the moment. So you say that you have a good competitive advantage in China. Uh, so China's slowing down. What are the kind of opportunities you're seeing in the real estate tech and financial tech sector since you have this incubation model? You know, what are your plans to kind of incorporate and expand that in the future? Uh, you know, say bringing it to the United States or Europe, for that sense. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, well, look, like I said, the cap um, for the past decade, uh, Chinese developers have really enjoyed the fruit of uh, development growth in China. And it's all just been build, 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 and sell, sell, sell. So, but now it's gotten to a point where, first of all, the, the people who were born in the 90s, uh, I'm one of their, I guess I could be uh, you know, represented in that category. Uh, we are obviously looking for more than uh, just simple concrete and steel. Uh, their property and or space itself is becoming, uh, requires content. The past 10 years, developers uh, have no concept of how to actually manage a building after it's built or after it's sold. Uh, they don't know their tenants. Uh, the technology in the space is very behind. And that's kind of where we are forward thinking. Uh, ever since we started Walnut, I invested in a tech team and it's ever been growing. And right now our tech system uh, incorporates uh, a, the entire smart lock, uh, smart video, uh, as well as entire online integrated platform for our members to socialize kind of like we work, right? But uh, the idea here is to properly manage our members uh, the way that previous developers have not done, or previous development companies, management companies have not done. And that's really where we're seeing a big advantage in our platform and in our firm. Uh, and a lot of developers are recognizing our value this year for that. So we've been talking to a ton of big developers in Chengdu who have a lot of leftover spaces, which they don't know what to do. So they want to put our brand, our space, our content into their space. But not only that, but to also incorporate our technology into managing their entire development, which is usually about four, four or five million square feet. You say four or five million square feet? Yeah, sorry. Sorry on the conversion. Uh, 400,000 square feet. 400,000 square feet. All right, thank you. Yes. Correction. Uh, so talk to me about some of the firms that uh, Let's talk about some of the firms that you're incubating at the present moment. What are you kind of looking for? So tell me about your, your obviously your website, it's, it's in Mandarin, has an English version through Google. Uh, the membership qualities, you guys are kind of scattered throughout China. What are the incubation talents that you're looking at? What, say if I have a startup company, how does someone engage you and get in contact with you to get part of Walnut? And how to, uh, on both the incubation side as well as the membership side. Is there, what, do you, what are your capabilities? Okay, so first of all, you know, for Walnut, we're, we are, we see ourselves first as a service uh, company, a company that provides service to our members. Uh, so in that sense, we're actually kind of passive in our incubation model uh, in the sense that we 
uh, members join our space because of the services we provide them, because of the convenience uh, and the economic reasons uh, for, for being in here. Uh, from there, we start to take notes, uh, take down information on how they're doing, what their business model is, and like I said, then I go back to the public companies that we have connections to, uh, know their strategy. Obviously, we know every single one of their movements. Uh, and by doing that, I'm able to see, okay, this member is now doing big health, uh, big, uh, healthcare. Um, healthcare is a big sector. And in that sense, if uh, I know public companies who are moving in, say, mobile healthcare or um, bio, bio, biotech, uh, then I start to incorporate members into an incubator model only for the purpose of trying to scale them up. So I wouldn't say we're more of like, we're not an uh, incubator, but more of an accelerator because I know where the public company is and I try to tie that together with startups that are going their way and potentially could be bought out. Oh, that's amazing. So uh, let's talk about your funding and as well as you know what series you're looking for. Uh, we'll, we'll be, when we finish this, we'll you know, when we finish this video and this episode, we'll have your contact information at the bottom for them to contact you. What type of series, what type of uh, funding are you looking for? What type of capital do you have currently? And explain a little bit Sure, yeah. Um, well, again, 2016 for us is very big. For 2015, we spent uh, pretty much entire year kind of under the water, uh, quietly producing our product, uh, you know, building it out on the tech side, building it out on our uh, service side, our operations, making sure it's smooth making sure that service uh, kind of logic ties into our technology, uh, such as that, which is why we were actually kind of slow uh, to uh, come out from the, in the capital markets. So not a lot of people actually knows us right now, uh, but this year we're scaling and we're definitely, our uh, goal is to raise our round A, A, uh, a round of financing um, by September uh, and October. So between that one month, we're going to finish our first round of financing. Right now we're currently in the seed round, the seed round, we financed ourselves with a million yen, um, and that's what the, we're using. We're using our capital to further enhance our technology and uh, for BD, uh, for getting more uh, developers to work with us. That's kind of where the capital is spent. Uh, for the money raising, uh, we're looking to raise about uh, six to 10 million yuan, and uh, looking to give out uh, anywhere between 10 to 15% uh, for our round A uh, equity rate. Um, and we're going to be using that capital uh, towards much bigger expansion, not only in one city, but across the entire country of China. Uh, but, and we believe, you know, with our partners and uh, our co-founders, our background are in NYU in Colombia. So we believe that we have the advantage to go all of Asia and not just China. So our horizon is definitely to take on the entire Asian market uh, and not to only stay in China. So. And we know personally uh, we're doing a development RFP and we have asked you to uh, take some space already. So, you know, we're excited for your development on that aspect. Why don't we uh, switch gears a little bit and uh, talk about the inflow and the, ex the outflow of what you think about the real estate market in general uh, and your, your idea of expansion and where China's leading. Okay. Um, so, you know, if we're just talking about capital outflow and inflow, obviously there is um, there is a demand for outflow, but it's controlled. Um, so, you know, developers in China, they are all looking to pivot. Um, you know, the Chinese word Zhuanxin, everybody's saying Zhuanxin, 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 is because developers don't know what to do with their land anymore or their, their, their developments anymore. So a lot of developers are actually getting into incubators. 
Um, but so they're getting into uh, an industry or a sector that they have no idea what they're doing. Uh, so for example, in Chengdu, there's about 300 incubators now. Um, I don't know how many there are in US, but there's in the entire US, but I'm pretty sure it's not even up to that number yet. And that's only one city in China. In Beijing and Shanghai, there's about, I, uh, the numbers last time I checked was about 3,000. So uh, it's very scary in the sense that there's a ton of cheap capital being thrown around. A lot of uh, companies are just being propped up, startups, I'm saying. And, and then I know I'm going off back into our previous subject, but you know, in terms of where the capital is flowing to, uh, because it's controlled within the country, it's trying to find new industries and markets to enter. But in terms of outflow, everybody wants to outflow, but that's very controlled right now. Uh, thank you very much, Michael. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, I don't know how to thank you anymore. Uh, I wish you the best of luck with what's going on. Uh, it's going to be great stuff for you. I'm excited for you. And, you know, keep us posted, and I hope to have you on the show again. Cheers. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Right. Take care.